0: I will be reading from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. Praise be to God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and in an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Merry Christmas, everyone. My name's, uh, my name's Johnny. I'm one of the, the leads here at the, at the church. It's, uh, it's lovely be, to be here together this morning, particularly with fairy lights, um, celebrating Christmas. So uh, very welcome to you, particularly if it's your first time with us. Um, now, as George has already alluded to, and indeed, this massive sign behind us kind of doesn't allude to it, it just screams, doesn't it? Christmas is all about um, hope isn't it? That famous carol, O Holy Night, talks about the thrill of hope as a, this, this weary world rejoices. We're probably more likely to call it feeling a bit Christmassy or, you know, the Christmas cheer or that kind of thing, but we're talking about this, the same thing, which is having hope at Christmas time. But, you know, I, I think having hope or the subject of hope goes way beyond the Christmas season itself. Indeed, to be human is to hope, isn't it? We all hope for something. Hope gets to the heart of who we are, what we get out of bed in the morning for, why we do what we do and why we don't do what we don't do. Hope is about what we're living for. It's about there being, please, something better around the corner than this. Now, kids, I need you to help me, okay? I need you to put your hand up if you are hoping for a particular present this Christmas. Who let's take a few hands. Um, Elise, what are you hoping for? You're hoping for hair straight. Okay, Ben, what about you? A PS5? Whoa, unlikely. Um, anyone else? Go on. A, a new bike. Wow, okay. Well, I I really hope that you get those things. Um, Not for Toby's bank balance, I don't. (laughs) But but for for the adults here, maybe you're hoping for a new start in 2024 or a a new job or career or the promise of a fulfilling relationship. Or perhaps you hope that you'll feel just a little bit better mentally or, or physically or you'll earn a bit more money or find some more security or enjoy a bit more freedom. You see, none of us have reached that time in life, have we, where we, where we think, you know what, there's nothing better around the corner. I, I've, I've, I've made it. No, 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 we're all looking for that something better. And so really the question for us shouldn't be, do you have hope? It should be, what do you have hope in? And will it deliver? And this idea of a hope that truly delivers, if the slides want to work. Um, It's really at the centre of the Bible's story. Um, When Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago, hope for the human race was born with him. And about 60 years after that moment, after Jesus had lived, died, and risen from the dead, one of Jesus' disciples, a man named Peter, wrote the words from our third reading, which are, which are all these on the screen now. I don't know if there's a, a young person who can read those very loudly. Go on, go on Joss, you can read it loudly. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. In, inheritance is a tough one, isn't it? Um, but in this brief passage, Peter says two things about hope. Which I think might shake up our ideas a little bit about it. And they are um, these two ideas. Um, the first is that, that true hope is not found or earned, but it is freely given. That's a crazy idea. The second is also a crazy idea the true hope isn't in this world, but it's in the promise of eternal life. And I think we're just, if, if it's okay, we're just going to look at these two ideas and hopefully, as Peter writes that first sentence, that it will bring praise to God as we take hold of these truths and really, uh, and really grasp them. So let's look at the first one there. True hope isn't earned or found, but freely given. Now kids, um, kids think again about those presents that you're hoping for, that PS5 or the bike. Who can tell me who can tell me what you have to do in order to get good presents? Who can put their hands up? What, what do you need to do to, to get good presents? Oh, I'm not sure about this. Go on, Ben. What do you need to do? You need to be really good. You need to behave yourself and be really good. And that's what you get your hope from. However, that isn't much like the hope that the Bible offers at all. You see, our culture promotes this idea that hope is earned. That whatever issues you face in life, you yourself are able to work hard to rise above them. You know, countless books are, are published each year about kind of sorting your life out or bossing your career or becoming the best parent or friend or spouse you can be or overcoming your childhood. And while, while all those books they have lots of helpful stuff to say, the, the message in all of them is the same. That ultimately you have the power to change your life. Your hope is in yourself. Just like our hopes of a good present, we need to be good. We need to do the right things. Hope, according to this, is earned. Alternatively, there's what I call the if only hope if only I won the lottery. If only my boss treated me better. If only the council took my housing application seriously. If only the doctors would give me the right treatment. If only I found Mr. or Mrs. Right. You see, here our hope is something, is in something changing, which is beyond our control. This isn't hope that's earned, but it's a hope that is found. But the kind of hope, that Jesus, that that Peter writes about, is neither earned nor found. It's not that God is looking out for the good little boys or girls to give them a good little gift of hope this Christmas. No, 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 no. The gift of Jesus is hope given to everyone. Indeed, especially those who know that, if it were down to them, if if it did have to be earned, that they'd have no hope whatsoever. Look at those words on the screen. In his great mercy, he, that's God, has given us new birth into a living hope. None of us have earned this hope. The Bible is clear that we've all turned away from God. If you feel like someone who God could never be pleased with, well, know this, you're you're in really, really good company here. That's the same for all of us. But indeed, this issue between us and God is one of the main reasons why God became a man, why he became a baby in the manger. He came to live a perfect life that we haven't lived, and to die a human death on the cross for the failure and sins of us all, who if it were down to us would have no hope before God. This is something that's been done for you by Jesus. True hope is an earned Or found like any gift, it is given to us free of charge. So there is hope for you, and there's hope for me this Christmas time. And it's all because of God's great mercy. Now, kids, I want you to think about this. Perhaps you can help me. If you if you if 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 all the Christmas presents under the tree. Were all gone they were all open but it was this one massive present left at the bottom of the tree and it was still nicely wrapped up and you looked at that present and you know what it had your name on it please put your hand up if you would completely leave it untouched you think nah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna open that I've got enough here that's fine that one can go who, who wouldn't open it okay who, who would open it uh, adults yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that, that's, that's the right answer. Well, in his great mercy, God is holding out to all of us a hope in Jesus, which is the biggest and best present. And even better than that, it has your name on it. The question is, will you open it? So that's the first idea, that hope isn't earned or found, but freely given to us. And that's really, really good news. But the question is, What actually is the hope that God has given to us? What is it that we can put our hope in? And that is the idea that Peter talks about next, that true hope isn't in this world, but is the promise of eternal life. Let me read those words again on the screen. In God's great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. You see, what Peter's doing here is he's separating true hope from false hopes. And he does this using this picture of a hope either being living on the one hand, or it being dead on the other. And you know what, kids? When I was younger, for Christmas one year, I got the best Christmas present ever. Do you know what, Ben. It was a PlayStation. It was a PlayStation. And when I got that PlayStation, I thought there's never going to be anything else in the world that I'm ever going to need now that I've got this PlayStation. Until, of course, one year later when they bought out the PS2. And all of a sudden I realized, well, this PlayStation's not enough. I need, I need the PS2, and I fixed my hope on getting the PS2, which I never got, incidentally. I'm still fuming about it, but you can talk to me about that after the service. You see, my hope in the PlayStation 1 faded, and it was replaced by a bigger and better hope. But you know what? This is true of all of our hopes in this world. They, they fade, don't they? They, they, they run out. They get replaced by bigger and better things. And do you know what? Even if we get them, ultimately, we die with them. They die. They perish. This is why Peter calls these hopes dead. As you can see, they are hopes which perish, spoil, or fade. If your hopes are in this world, they aren't hopes that can truly deliver. But they are false hopes. They aren't living hopes they are dead hopes destined for the grave with us. Indeed, a true hope is a living one that death itself can't destroy, one that can deliver life and life eternal. And indeed, this is exactly the hope that God has given up to us. Did you see? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, just As death could not defeat Jesus, and just as he is alive and present with God this very moment, so too is ours, a living hope, undefeatable by death, and is there right this very moment with Jesus. Because the hope that God has freely given to us is eternal life with him, it can never perish, spoil, or fade. Isn't that just so precious this Christmas? Isn't that just the most valuable thing you could ever, ever conceive of? But with anything valuable, at least in my mind, there's this fear that I'm somehow going to break it or mess it up or, oh, you know me, I've got to spoil it, right? That's just what I do. In fact, I was reminded of this the other day. Some of you will know that we're doing a a big house renovation at the moment and I had to um, I had to go to the bank to get some cash out of a, of a significant value that I wasn't really happy with walking around town with, right? And before withdrawing the money from the bank and placing the envelope in my bag, I wasn't worried about that money whatsoever. It was kept for me by the bank, but the moment it was handed over, I was like, it was in my balance, looking over my shoulder. like I'm going to get mugged. Like, is the zip undone? Is it falling out? You know, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to do something stupid here. I'm going to leave it someplace if it's down to me. All of a sudden, when it was something valuable was placed in my hands, it was a very stressful experience. Well, this hope that is far more valuable than anything in the, in the world, what if I mess it up? What if I make a hash of following Jesus Christ? What if I say yes to Jesus this Christmas, but I end up losing it somehow by doing something stupid? Well, friends, this Christmas, here is the the cherry on the top top of the cow, or or the bow on top of the present or the, I don't know, the the honey glaze on top of the gammon, whatever you want to say. What, what, What does Peter say here at the bottom? This hope, that is yours in Jesus Christ this Christmas, isn't down to you to keep safe. Like the money that belonged to me but was kept on my behalf in the bank, this living hope belongs to you but is kept safe for you in heaven. The very place where you, through the gift of that baby in a manger, are destined for through God's great mercy. Well, as I close, let me just wish you a a very, very merry Christmas. Um, Enjoy every moment of it. I'm sure you will. Delve deep into the joy that it brings and allow every gift you receive to bring you happiness and joy. But even better would be to let it point you to the happiness and joy of the ultimate gift that is yours in Jesus this Christmas. Enjoy the food and the feasting. But let it point to you to the Bible's most common image for eternal life, which is that of a heavenly feast. Drink deeply from the glass of hope that is in Jesus. And you will find yourself exactly what Peter says, doing exactly what Peter says at the top there praising the Lord God, praising Jesus and the God of our Lord Jesus Christ for this hope that he has given to us. And you know what? Come January, sure, it was going to be sad that Christmas is over. But you all know that even the best Christmas is only the smallest starter, the smallest aperitif for the joy that is being kept for you in heaven, our living hope won for us by that baby in a manger. Shall I pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending the Lord Jesus Christ to live for us, to die for us, and to be raised and ascended into heaven to keep our hope safe with him. Thank you that it is all because of him from beginning to end, such that all of us this Christmas can have hope, no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, it has been dealt with and kept safe in heaven for all eternity. Father God, we praise you this morning like Peter says we should and we lift up our voices to you, our God and our King. Amen.